I think Ibiza has been historically an amazing place for creation where lots of artists, writers, philosophers and interesting people have come uh, during years and years. No, It's a place of welcoming and uh, is an amazing cosmopolitan place. And I think tourism is part of it. I also grew up in a house where my grandfather worked towards the construction of of the island as it is, actually. He built the first hotels and uh, <laughs> a tourist friend. Un turista, un amigo. I mean, we, we, use, we use it with my cousins to, to, make, to make a joke, no? But to say that, yeah, I mean, tourism is, is good and uh, is, is very good. The, the island has grown immensely and the tourism has grown, but also the people that uh, have moved to the island. Obviously, it has a side B. There are lots of difficulties, but I prefer to talk about the bright side of, of it because I think the island needs that. A bit of enthusiasm about people coming, people having children here. That's why I don't like the word change. I like evolution and I like growth. And I think culture has a fundamental role in it. My name is Ángeles Ferragut. I'm from Ibiza. I'm uh, the as far as I know, the 10th generation of Ibizaencos. It feels like, well, Ibiza is my cradle. It's the place I belong and the place my children belong and the place my great-great-great-grandfather's parents. My grandfather was born in the port of Ibiza, in La Marina, in the year 1926. I remember the port. I remember my mother having a lot of fun <laughs> with, in her 30s. I remember her coming at 7 in the morning you know, with my aunt saying, no, we've been to Pacha and this terrace and the other terrace and this place and the other place. I remember that. I remember my mother and their friends, you know, like really enjoying themselves and, uh, and you know, like going out in a naughty but nice and healthy way somehow. One very, very big pine tree. It's a special, a special one, huge. Yeah, I had lots of imaginary friends there. <laughs> I was thinking about my daughter the other day. I was thinking, she, because she looks like an elf. And I connected with those elves that were my friends when I was a child. Like, elves are coming to my life again. Yeah, lots of imaginary friends, because I was a single, single child. Everybody was my friend, even the non-existent ones. <laughs> hey, when I was 16 and I was in high school, I really wanted to leave the island. Now it was a very boring place for me, for some reason. I just wanted to go to the city you know, and start meeting new people, uh, having new experiences, leaving home. <laughs> no. Thanks to this island, I had the opportunity to go to travel, to study, 
to meet lots of people. I studied in Madrid, in London, in New York. Yeah, I see that as a great gift, no? To be from a place that provided so much to me, like great opportunities to to do things, to meet people, and all of that, yeah. It was a difficult period for me because my mother passed away when I was 18. Obviously a very difficult year for me, so it helped a lot to get out of the island. But at the same time, I was missing terribly home no? and, uh, and my family. I went to Madrid to study scenic arts, to study theatre. Most of my friends from that period are from the north of Spain. It was super exotic for me, and I was super exotic for them. They, I remember my friend Gemma never saw a pareo before. I'm like, what is this piece of fabric? I'm like, what? what? <laughs> this pareo is essential no? in, in, our, in our life, especially when you're 18. No? You use it for the neck, as a scarf, you use it on the beach, you use it for everything. You just take your pareo everywhere. No? And then she was like, oh, come on, <laughs> what's that? Also, I have the sensation that in those 20 years I've been abroad, I spent half of my life, half of the time missing Ibiza and half of the time wanting to leave, no? My grandfather bought this uh, land in the 80s. I think I was six, seven. I used to celebrate my birthdays here. We used to do summer parties. And then when, uh, when my mother died, I took my driver's license and I, I started coming here a lot. That was my refuge. And there was no electricity at that time. I was coming with my boyfriend at that time and with my friends just to be here and on my own a lot, a lot. I had two horses here and just to be on my own ride and trying to survive, no? Because it was hard time for me those times. My grandfather was living in town and he was coming every every day to feed the donkeys. Every single day at 4 p.m. was coming. Burritos! Was giving them a carrot and then we were walking and then we actually used to sit in this place, in this porche to have merienda. Those were the, the latest uh, years of my grandfather. So my grandfather actually played a bit of a father figure. He had a great sense of humor, so we had a lot of fun together. And with, when all my family history happened, because also my, my mother died, then my grandmother, then my aunt. So we were him and I in the world and that was very special yeah and uh, yeah he taught me lots and well my son is called like him Pedro <laughs> so that explains everything no <laughs> for many years I had the sensation that I was doing nothing specifically now I'm doing theater, now I'm studying, I'm studying cinema, now I'm producing this or producing that, but nothing with a sense. 
people were like, what do you do? I was like, okay, uh, nothing. And that was creating me a lot of insecurity because I didn't understand that that was life, you know, and that you are creating a puzzle and those were just pieces of a puzzle, you know. I went to a, um, a residency in the Hamptons in New York in 2005 when I was just finished uh, the theater school. I was for a month with 60 artists from around the world. In parallel, I inherited this land. Uh, so I had the vision to to build a place for creation, no? for people to come and and do projects and create and and enjoy themselves no? and enjoy the island. I was living in London. Yeah, I had this project, very big project in my mind, but very difficult to arrive. No, I was like, okay, uh, this is what I want to do in life, but I couldn't start. Then I met Simon, the father of my children. One day we were walking the finca, and I was talking, yeah, because the residency and the residency. And he's like, Angeles, can I ask you something? Can you please stop talking about it and do it? <laughs> and I was like, what? You know lots of people. Let's buy some tents. That day, we walked the woods. And we said, wow, we can do it here. Why don't we host the people here? And then the stable cannot act as studios. And that was February. And in September, we were doing the edition zero. Sesdots and Aos started as a, an artist residency. We invited 12 international artists to create a project in three weeks on the Finca. So they lived in the forest up there. We converted uh, stables in studios to help Ibiza to be a fertile territory for contemporary creation. To contribute to build a culture of culture on the island. Before they come, before the artists come to the residency, we ask them to present a project about what they're going to do during the residency, and it has to be related with the island. Sesdot Sanaus, the name, is a metaphor. It comes from a book. It's called Ibiza la nave de piedra, which is from a photographer called Tony Pomar and a writer called Antonio Colinas. Sesdot Sanaus, the name, uh, is a metaphor of these 12 artists, so the artists are the nows, coming to the island, exchanging. It's not they come to show anything. No, it's an exchange. That is an interesting thing. There will be new ideas and new forms of seeing things. And every artist is a world, no? There's a lot of pressure out there. (laughs) And working without pressure, having time to explore, having time to... to experience... The island has given me great opportunities and, yes, I, of course, have a sense of responsibility with it. So the club culture was a really great thing. But what's next, no? There is an industrialization of the fun, which is... I mean, it's not sad, it's what it is. And I think artistic creation, culture and contemporary thinking 
can be something that people potentially can identify Ibiza with. That would be a dream. My vision is what I have now. I said I want to live in a house with children. I want to live in Ibiza, but I want to do a project. I want to be connected with the world and do a and do something um, that unifies somehow my experiences and and what I've done before. The challenge is to transform the legacy, no? uh, not only the material legacy as this finca, but also everything that I've been taught. Making something for my children. But it's also a way of survive. There is definitely a sense of responsibility. There is definitely a belief that asking different questions and bringing new ideas and putting together the ideas that already exist is going to enrich the island. I think the, the views that artists have are essential for a society. So the artists uh, stayed in tents in the woods, typical bell tents with a wooden uh, base. I mean, you know, Ibiza has lots of pines, so it's a typical Ibithankan pine wood. Lots of rosemary, lots of thyme, lots of shadows. Says that's an vocation um, is to make the island a fertile territory for contemporary creation to generate uh, interaction and participation through culture and through art. Fertile territory is like when you build your garden. You prepare the land and then you make it fertile to something to grow. It's a luxury to have in your house. So I've been waking up at six in the morning, working non-stop till 12 at night, having a lot of fun, uh, going scene process, organizing, you know. We were all, all team, Simon and I, the production people, everyone. All, I mean, we're all working together towards an exhibition too, no? We've also brought uh, people from the island to contribute to the dinners, like special guests and... And friends, no? When I inherited the house, I was very young, so I was feeling very lonely here, sometimes. And, yeah, that, that there's been always a need, because of my family situation, to build various families, <laughs> like uh, animal family, with the horses and donkeys, and friends... And I love having people in the house and Simon loves it too. I think it's part of us that the house is full of life, no? Ibiza is the place I belong and the place I'm building my future. Oh, that's very cheesy, no? It's a special place. It's a place we need to look after. I don't know, if you come here, you live here, you are part of the island. That's my view. I don't think it's a change. It's a contribution. 
time is present. Time is now and especially now. Being a mother has connected me with the present a lot. I am Angeles Ferragut. I am from Ibiza. I am, a, as far as I know, 10th generation of Ibizencos. Life has taken important things from me and has also given me important things and things that I need to look after, value, and if I can, share. Well, not if I can, and share. Now I have another vision. It's a succession of visions, no? It's a path. I mean, I'm definitely enjoying the process, yeah. I'm enjoying the way to arrive wherever is where I'm going to arrive. And, yeah, I mean, it's not about arriving anywhere, no? It's about enjoying what you do. And yes, I am enjoying what I do.